0: Luca and Danny jewelry is the perfect gift for the people you are most grateful for this holiday season, whether it's that special someone, your mother, your father your daughter, your son, friends, or even yourself. From their iconic bangle bracelets and stacks to beautiful rings, necklaces and earrings, each piece symbolizes what matters to the loved one most and is handcrafted right here in the USA Both me, Juliette Littman and Amanda Dobbins, the hosts of Jam Session, have Luca and Danny bracelets and you want to know what? We feel more bonded because we do. It's a great gift to get for yourself and for someone else. Go to lucadanny.com and use the code JAM to get 15% off and free shipping on your first purchase. That's L-U-C-A-D-A-N-N-I.com with the code JAM. Luca and Danny, embrace the journey. And now it's time for Jam Session. Welcome to Jam Session,
1: I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Amanda, some hot topics coming from the good old United Kingdom this week. It is. It should not be surprising, I guess, when we think about no. it, but we didn't design this as a British forward episode of Jam Session, and it is a British forward episode of Jam Session.
0: Just so you know, on House of Carbs, I usually sneak in at least one story from England each each time. I didn't know that, but that's good to know. (laughs) It's just an ongoing interest. Okay. We're going to talk about the brewing feud between the Windsors, but first, let's talk about Kit Harington from the world-popular, world-renowned, extremely successful television show, Game of Thrones. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, maybe you've heard of it. You may know him as Jon Snow, and he's embroiled in scandal, and man, is it juicy.
1: Yeah, all right. We'll just start from the beginning. Sure. So I believe it, last week on the blind gossip sites, including blindgossip.com, which is, you know, our preferred source. The Bible. Then, it's a gossip. Goth- it's like the book yeah, of the gospel. It's not the Bible. Celeb, bitchy, kind of all of that tier of gossip blogs came a report that Kit Harrington allegedly cheated on Rose Leslie with a Russian model. And the reason that we knew this is because the Russian model had come forward with claims about the affair with Kit Harrington and had also was emailing around photographs of Kit Harington naked in bed, which it's illegal. That's illegal. Let's just, if anyone wants, you know, that's... That's illegal. So those photographs are like not on the websites. So you can find them on Twitter, but again, that's illegal. So don't go find them. And I saw them. I yeah, saw, I
0: saw them. I saw them like without with, with
1: like um, censoring. Right. <laughs> so did I? Because if you search the um, the Russian model's name, then they just kind of show up on yeah, Twitter because just there. Twitter has it's not like really result, yeah result right. So and basically this uh, that's. We can talk about the source of these photos, but we did, did this with the whole nude photo hacking scandal. That's like private information and looking for them is is gross. And I wish I hadn't seen them. But anyway, it's wrong. Yeah. Anyway, it does. We saw them and it does kind of seem like it's him. So and all of the gossip websites are who had seen the photos but didn't publish them were like, yes, it's it's definitely him. And that is tricky for Kit Harrington. So obviously just then all of this whole scandal blew up.
0: Ken Harrington, newly married within the last year to Rose Leslie, who he's been with for a long time. I don't really know the specifics of their relationship. But they're actually pretty private, which is also one of the reasons why the scandal is such a big deal. Well, that in addition to the fact that he's on the most popular show like in all of
1: television. Right. And um, also that it's a nude photo scandal, which is still like a huge deal, even though. Yeah. Even though it's kind of legislated at this point. Guess like it notably wasn't a leak. Like she, she
0: took the pictures and posted them, but it's still like like a poor. It's like uh, you know.
1: Well, I um, want to talk about that because right. okay, great. I, you know, I don't actually did she. We don't actually have evidence of that, and I guess I'm gonna read some of the claims. This is from Celeb Bitchy, which is aggregating from Lipstick Alley, which is just to say that basically no one wants to touch this because all of it seems it's a lot of questionable legality. A lot of questionable legality, and also just, frankly, a lot of questionable sourcing. So they're summarizing this, and she claims that she met him in Luxembourg. And this is the key sentence. He presented her with gifts like a cruise on the on Adriatic Sea, and he got her an American visa. He promised to introduce her to successful directors. He got her an American visa— by How w- did he do that? Right. Okay, so uh, this is where I'm kind of calling bullshit on the whole thing. Like, I don't actually think that Kit Harrington has the means to get someone an American visa. I No. Number one, because he's not American. Um, right. But <laughs> number two, I just—I don't really think that an actor on a hit HBO show—maybe I'm wrong. You know, we do talk about the power of celebrity a lot here. But it does seem quite far-fetched that an actor on a cable show would be able to get— a visa for a Russian model.
0: I also read on a different website, which, you know, none of this is confirmed, obviously, that he allegedly, she claims that he had, like, an assistant or a bodyguard, like, go up to her and, like, arrange their first meeting, basically, which I also find very suspect because, like, it kind of explained, it would explain why there aren't, like, receipts or text messages or, like, suggest that it was, like, all kind of, like, set up, like, he does this often or something like that.
1: Yes, I would agree. And so then at that point, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, are the photographs, like, hacked and stolen from some other trove? Because that is a thing that's completely possible. Um,
0: I hadn't even thought about that, Amanda. That's a yeah. great point. Like, maybe she did steal them or someone stole them. We don't even know who.
1: This just has a whiff of illegality from top to bottom in a way that, just, it doesn't, it, none of it adds up. And so I, the photographs are kind of, all of the coverage of it is around this idea that the photographs are like definitely him and totally valid. But number one, they're like illegally gotten. And number two, it doesn't seem like they are proof of anything other than someone with uh, suspicious motivations is making a bunch of claims. It's kind of where I am with this. Kit Harrington has obviously like denied all of it categorically. Of and it's like, I have uh, never been in Luxembourg. And he hasn't ever met. Her name is Olga Vlaslova. It sucks for
0: him, regardless. It really sucks for Rose Leslie. Not the kind of thing you want to be dealing with at the beginning of your re- your marriage. True or not. I mean, that just is such a... that is sounds stressful. Sounds like it's not good for a relationship. I mean, who
1: wants this? It's not great for anyone. Because... I mean, I feel bad for Rose Leslie. I do feel bad for Kit Harrington. I have no idea whether he has uh, been faithful or not, but that's kind of not what's on the table right now because it is invasive and all the photographs are um, far more available on the Internet than it should be because Twitter does not really take any sort of harassment or illegal activity seriously. But <laughs> We've already known that. Yeah, which we knew already. I. I feel, and these are the kind of things that follow you around. I mean, I guess we just spent a whole segment talking about it, so we're part of the problem, but I don't know. It really seems suspect and kind of I, gross. I agree with you. The other thing is,
0: Game of Thrones uh, cast, very little scandal. I think part of that is most of them don't live in LA and they film in, in primarily Belfast in Northern Ireland. But, it's pretty amazing to me how little news and scandal this crew has made at all, and um, I don't, I don't know. It's just sort of like it doesn't, it doesn't fit with the Game of Thrones narratives. Like we don't really know that much about them. One thing we do know is that Bronn and Cersei Lena Headey. I don't even remember Bronn's real name. Sorry, this is not binge mode. Um, <laughs> like they had. They had a relationship and then, like, then hated each other. But like, you just don't get a lot of juicy morsels like that off out of the set of Game of Thrones. They really they keep it uh, in family business. If there to the extent there even is gossip, which there certainly is, because come on, they've they've all been working on the show for a long time.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we got photos of the wedding from Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie, and I guess we know that Rose Leslie is Scottish nobility, aristocracy. I don't know. I've watched two movies about Scottish history in the last month, and I honestly couldn't tell you anything about the history of Scotland. Or I, it's it's all become only more confusing to me. But I do think that she is of some elevated status in Scotland, according to you know old class laws. Yes, I and, believe that's correct. And then what else do we know? We know Amelia Clark is now dating that guy. She dated Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, a while. we know that too. There's just not a
0: lot out there, and then obviously, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. But even that one is like, all of his scandal was pre, like when it was like he was like into BDSM, like whatever. Different strokes, different folks. Like that was pre Sophie Turner. There's just not a lot of scandal, at least
1: not that makes it into the tabloids. Well, I do wonder if some of that is that we don't actually want scandal from these people. You want them to be Mm -hmm. the characters because the whole. They are famous because they are these characters that people, people not you and I necessarily, have invested years of reading and interest in fandom in. And so you don't want them to be independent people. You want them to be the character. Like you want to believe that Jon Snow is running around and that, you know, he and Agreed found real love. Which That sounds dismissive when I say it, but it's the same thing with them. with all the superhero movies, we don't have a lot of young movie stars right now because people don't think of Chris Evans as Chris Evans. They think of him as Captain America. Um, the characters that these people are playing become larger than the actual personalities. And so you just want a different type of fame from these people, I guess. A fame yeah, that doesn't outstrip the, the
0: story. That's true. Do you think that's true of, like, the Mad Men cast as well?
1: Um, Not as much, because I think, I don't know, the, the Mad Men world is kind of defined, it's contained to the show itself, right? Like, you sure. could probably write some fanfic about, like, what happens to Peggy and Stan after Mad Men, sorry, spoilers. Hmm. But, you know, so much of that show is what's actually happening in the show and how it's written in the detail and the um, the context of the hour episode. And Game of Thrones, because it's both a TV show and the books and there is – it is kind of world building is the whole experience and the spinoffs and kind of you get to be a part of something. Like, you know, you imagine that there is this whole whole other world. So I think that is part of the reason that um, it's a bit more expansive, if that makes any yeah. sense, because the actual, like, source material is expansive. And that's why, like, no one really wants Kit Harrington to be – cheating on Rose Leslie that's true
0: I will say I I love a scandal and moved on from this one very quickly I don't care about Ken Harrington he's a bad actor he is just not good (laughs) for what for one of the most like important TV characters of all time it's really a bummer he's not good he has one look and it's like to look
1: vacant and like appalled well that's true I mean that's kind of just been his storyline the whole time right Is just like looking appalled while bad things happen Yes, I mean, I guess that, that transitioned a bit in the last episode of the last season, but, you know, Jon Snow, you know nothing. That's kind of—they they really summed it up for him. He's just he's just working with the material he's given. But I, I don't disagree with you. I think I agree that this scandal kind of came and went very quickly. Part of it is just because it's, it's very, very kind of gross and shady and suspicious, and I don't really think— this doesn't pass the jam session smell test, if you will. It's true. Um, but also because people don't really want this from— this type of celebrity, um, we would like them to be happily married and for Jon Snow to learn something, you know? Sure. <laughs> I think that's what everyone wants. It's true.
0: Let's move on to another topic. Yes. Let's talk about Jamila Jamil, who okay. is from The Good Place, which is a great television show. Big presence on Instagram. And this week, last like week and a half, she has been very mad about the tummy tea that is so often peddled by reality stars on television.
1: Yes. I think this is longer, this is a long-term interest of hers. She's yes. really identified the Tommy T as the thing that she's going to be against, which, let's just get this out right in front. She's right. Don't... She's right. It, yeah, yeah, she's like, absolutely correct. hundred <laughs> percent. The Tommy T is ridiculous and a scam, and it is ludicrous that it's being sold, and the fact that celebrities endorse it... Is a real bummer and is an indictment of like all the terrible sides of the celebrity industrial complex. That's just I all, believe like, she
0: put on her on her Instagram story today that Khloe Kardashian makes like eight million dollars a year off of like laxative products, which I have not fact checked, and I don't even know how I would without like a lot of research. So I'm not sure how Jamila Jamil could have fact-checked it. But you know, smell test checks out. Yes. And that is
1: bullshit. <laughs> it's absolutely bullshit. This it's all fact. Like, you know, I hope if you're listening to jam session, you know that. Tommy T is a fucking scam and we don't endorse it and it's celebrities endorsing it is really lame and depressing and that's the like side of celebrity that we're against. I hope you know that. I hope that's like in this universe that we've built for ourselves. That's a fact. So (laughs) she's right. She's totally right. It has been interesting to watch how she goes about pursuing this goal. And I also think it's really interesting because what she's really talking about is like the... Like terrible, harmful body expectations and standards that celebrity and society in general sets for young women, which, yeah, also 100% correct. And she has even, she talks a lot about on Twitter and on Instagram about her personal experience with that and struggling with those sorts of things as a young person. And she's trying to, To change the way we think about these things. And so she's picked a very specific target to talk about larger issues. And I actually think that's smart. And that's, like, smart branding. And that's how you, you know, you you pick one small thing and you just really go at it. Yeah. Um, It is, like, when it's tummy tea, it's kind of—it's not silly. But, like, tummy tea is such a dumb word that it starts to take on some (laughs) other— You know, and and she's, like, suddenly, you know, making videos from the bathroom where— because, you know, it makes she's you like shit fake a lot. farting. Yeah. yeah, and it, like, takes on... So it's it's both this extremely important uh, idea and argument and a very savvy strategy of attacking it because, you know, the tummy tea ads are so prevalent, and it the result can often be quite ridiculous, and I think we were talking about today, this is just kind of like, it's a lot. What she's doing is a lot in the execution.
0: Totally, and also that she... Is just going on it so hard, and and it has been doing it for a while. Like this, it's like a full on campaign, which I admire, but also just like isn't particularly for me a- engaging content. But I, I also like admire it. It's just like it's she's a complicated celebrity. You reminded me that she also like wrote a blog post taking issue with. The Beyonce video for Flawless. Yes. And it had many of the similar talking points as Pierce Morgan's attacks on Ariana Grande. Yeah, that was not a good look. Not a size you want to be on, Pierce Morgan's. She's just, like, complicated. I, I almost feel like she's, like, a good celebrity case study because she is not, like, either, like, all good or all bad. I feel like we're very often, like, just, like, taking a hard stance in support or in against of someone. And she's she is, like, a complicated one. I'm like, yeah, what you're doing is good, but I also don't really care for your content and sometimes you have bad opinions.
1: Right. The Beyonce thing is also an interesting point. I mean, number one, you said it perfectly. You don't want to be on Piers Morgan's side of anything and, and – I think that blog post was ill-advised, but some of her anti-T, not much of her anti-tummy-T stuff takes on other celebrities directly. Mm -hmm. And she really, so Cardi B, Khloe Kardashian, Iggy Azalea. You know, I'm reading a tweet from on Monday that's like pictures of Iggy Azalea and it's like, give us the discount codes to your nutritionists, personal chefs, personal trainers, airbrushers, and plastic surgeons, you bloody liars. Which like, You know, all of these people have had plastic surgery and then are selling unreasonable expectations. So she's completely right. On the other hand, you know, there's this whole, are you supposed to attack other women directly, blah, 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 which I don't actually believe in. I don't think, you know, we all have to be polite to each other. But there is something a little vicious about it. And she obviously also gets a lot of feedback, especially from, like, Cardi B fans, et cetera. And Cardi herself weighed in. So... It's really interpersonally combative in a way yes. that doesn't always match with this mission of, like, empowerment. Also, what, the people you just mentioned have really
0: big social media followings. So yeah. It's a little hard to not be—to see, like, a little bit, um like, cynically in some way.
1: Yeah, of course. Would, yeah. And, and, which is, again, like, you know, I don't know how you have this conversation otherwise, and I, like— I do not excuse any of the people I just named for advertising tummy tea like they're on the wrong side it's, of history but it is interesting it's to Definitely kind of, one of my primary problems with
0: the Kardashians is yeah. how they like sell all these beauty products and are so dishonest about how they look the way they
1: look. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's not even wrong. It's it as you said, it's an interesting case study. It's pretty naughty. I would agree with you like I you know, I don't like poop jokes, so I don't really Me find either. all of this particularly funny even though I completely agree with her broader message. And I think—and she has also, along with the videos of her in the bathroom, she is actually talking about the big ideas. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's interesting. I'm kind of curious to see who else responds and
0: if it makes a difference. Because Tummy T is also just, like, speaking of bad content, Tummy T advertisements are also bad content.
1: Really bad content. I mean, this is the other thing that, like, ultimately is so depressing about it is how did we get to a place where we're having some sort of, like, intra-feminism war about fucking tummy tea? I know. You know? I Like, (laughs) part of me just wants to be like, you know, again, in the magical world that is jam session, we all know that tummy tea is bad, like, and stupid, and we don't need to talk about it. Obviously, that's not the real world because Khloe Kardashian is allegedly making $8 million about tummy tea. So I, I think Jamila Jamil is fighting the good fight. In some ways, but I just, I'm like, oh, my God, we're fucking fighting about tummy That's tea. I want to, uh, like, oh, I didn't, I, uh, this is what Her we worked for. today. video today
0: was too much. It's, Her video today sent us over the edge. No, we just don't need all the poop jokes.
1: That's it's just also like this, if this is our battle line, then it just makes me feel it should be, it should be something that we talked about. And it also just bums me out so much that, like, this is what we have to talk about. That this I is kind of where it is. I agree with you. And that's oh not goodness. Jamila Jamil's fault. That's the Kardashians' fault. And that's the makers of Tummy Tea's <laughs> fault, by the way, who are making this nonsense. Don't buy Tummy Tea. Buy other teas. Any tea you uh, like that's not Tummy yeah. Tea. Yeah.
0: I like a good English breakfast. I've been having a lot of it while I'm I'm having a
1: lemon ginger tea right now, and it's delightful. <laughs> so great. That's a great segue because we're going to talk about uh, the feud
0: brewing between Will and Kate and Harry and Meghan. But first,
1: let's talk about today's sponsors. ClassPass is the fitness membership that gives you access to over 10,000 studios and gyms around the world. Try any workout from boot camp to Pilates to yoga and more. All bookable with one easy-to-use app. ClassPass takes the barriers out of working out. You don't need to plan a circuit or do anything at all. Just book a class and show up. ClassPass holds you accountable. Sign up for class with your friends so you're less likely to quit. ClassPass is more than just working your muscles. When you try new kinds of workouts, you increase dopamine and boost memory formation. ClassPass drives results. When you work out with a trainer, you get more effective workouts, which will help you get fitter or hit your goals faster. ClassPass is motivating because you're always working out with the best trainers in the biz. It's a fun way to re-engage with old hobbies like swimming, climbing, tennis, and more. Start your free trial at classpass.com slash try slash jam. That's classpass.com slash try slash jam.
0: Today's episode is also presented by Riley. Riley is the first name in luxury bed and bath linens, delivering the highest quality you can find for attainable prices. Riley's bedding collection consists of sateen and percale sheet sets, duvet covers, and shams, down and all-down comforters and pillows, as well as unique items like a two-in-one blanket pillow and eye masks. The bath collection consists of spa towel and plush towel sets, bath mats and rugs, as well as unisex bathrobes. And nearly all their products are available to be monogrammed and personalized. That's a true plus for me. Riley's fourth generation family-owned textile mills across Europe are known as the pinnacle of luxury textile manufacturing, guaranteeing a commitment to craftsmanship and the customer. Get two deluxe samples of sheets with Riley's home lie-on program so you can experience the difference for yourself. Riley also recently launched Riley Jr. It's the same high-quality bedding products for babies and kids with adorable designs, even better prices, like sateen twin sheet sets, reversible decorative pillows, crib sheets in custom colors, and more. I'm really excited to get some Riley gear. I'm eyeing this gigantic beach towel that I know will be a hit for me all summer long and during the winter because I live in LA. And I know Amanda's really excited too. We love this kind of product. Experience a new kind of luxury at RileyHome.com and use the promo code JAM for 25% off your order. That's RileyHome.com with the promo code JAM. Now back to the show. All right, Amanda, it's not quite our Super Bowl but it's quite close. There's a feud brewing, as I've said like a million times on this podcast, between some of our favorite people and brothers. I can't believe it. Harry and Meghan are moving out of Nottingham Cottage on the Kensington Palace grounds and moving to Windsor, where they got married to living Nottingham Cottage. And this is a big deal. They're Brexiting. They're very own (laughs) (laughs) Brexiting.
1: Okay, let's start from the beginning. Okay? So last week... It was announced, I believe the Friday after Thanksgiving, which doesn't mean anything in the UK, but I still want to believe that they were trying to bury the news in some sort of like global press cycle. Anyway, it was announced that Harry and Meghan will be leaving Nottingham Cottage in Kensington Palace and moving to Windsor, which is outside of London. I believe Frogmore Cottage is the name of the home where they're moving. And contrary to what the name would suggest, it is a 10-bedroom home. Which is being redone in order to meet their specifications. Yes, and then and that will be child. their official residence, which is Windsor, which is away from where Will and Kate live. It's away from where the Queen lives, and it's also away away from where Harry can party. Yeah, that's true. I just anyway, to note that. <laughs> so this announcement just started a huge, an ongoing media cycle in, the, in all of the royal places, you know, Daily Mail, et cetera, in the UK. And then it has filtered to the American press, which we should talk about. But it has been predictable, and I will admit that I've read every bit of it, so it's fascinating to me, and also a little bummer to watch how the news cycle has unfolded, because, yeah, the first guess was like, "Oh, Mary, Megan and Kate hate each other, and that's why they're yes. moving." You know, they immediately immediately like within hours went to catfight war. And yeah. that's kind of a bummer for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah.
0: Talk about woman on woman crime. Um the quote that I've seen a few times is Kate and Megan are very different people and they don't have a lot in common, but they made an effort to get along. And then some people include the follow-up Any issues are between the brothers, but a lot of places cut off the brothers part, and I just have seen so many times Kate and Meghan are very different people.
1: Right. So then I feel like basically someone in the palace realized that this is what was happening, and there was a whole influx of reports about how it's not Kate and Meghan, and they get along, and it was like tension between Will and Harry, and you know the Brothers Act wasn't going to be forever, and... Harry was being too headstrong. You know, so you could tell that from the inside, the palace was really trying to turn it away from Kate and Meghan. So then it became Harry and Will. And I think now the latest one I'm reading is that it's Harry and William having a bit of a discussion, but it's because William was mean to Meghan. So they've taken Kate out of it, but now it's like kind of Will versus Meghan. It's like... It's a real it's a real mess and I don't think we've gone through all the permutations. No, you know? we have not I think I just want to say I think the
0: emerging merit narrative will be over the next 15 years that William is an asshole.
1: I just think that that is he will be the most like his father it's and a, I think that it's that's emerging where we are now. So Prince Charles turned 70 a couple weeks ago and there was like yes. all the Prince Charles is 70 content and they have not released the BBC documentary In the United States, so I have not watched it yet. If anyone wants to send me a link, feel free. But I've read some summaries and read some other stuff. And even, you know, obviously that's being celebratory of Charles, who has traditionally been the guy that they make fun of. But because they're trying to, like, bump Charles up, there is some stuff percolating about how William can be difficult. And William, you know, wants this and wants to be different from his dad. And I, I think you're totally right. It's starting. The other thing to keep in mind Is that William is this—they are both the sons of Charles and Diana, who are two of the most difficult people, like, in history, according (laughs) to anyone who has ever met with them. So, you know, at some point, they're descendants of two notably difficult people, obviously went through a deep tragedy in their early life because of the death of their mother. Of course they're going to be prickly. Of course it's going to be an unusual arrangement. So I agree with you entirely.
0: Page 6 had an article, I think it was yesterday, perhaps it was today, about how how Meghan is like changing the royals and it was just sort of like very obviously planted by someone on team Meghan to combat this image of like her driving a wedge between Harry and Will, and it was just about, like, how she's loosening them up and how she's, like, bringing her, like, individual spirit and, like, the things that she cares about. And it kind of went back over some of the the notable Meghan moments of the last year where, like, she closed the door for herself when she showed her knees when they went to see Hamilton. Like, kind of, like, all the moments that she was maligned for by the British press, this American tabloid was, like, reclaiming and remaking as, like, her moments of, like, being, like, a a defiant and strong woman, which, like, I obviously agree with. Like, sure, like, why do you need to follow all the rules? But it was just so obvious in the timing. It was
1: just, like, a brazen PR move. Did you see that? I didn't see that one. I saw the one last week that was the— I think the British version of this, and possibly, you know, this has then been spun into American propaganda. But the British version was like, oh, Megan is, like, a little too— working woman for the Kensington Palace the insider you know the royal staff doesn't know what to do because she sends six text messages a day with ideas and they were just like (laughs) oh god forbid that you know this one which was amazing it was like she was waking up and like had an idea or two and they were like really ruffled um, because she wanted to do anything in her role so Mm -hmm. yeah I think it is kind of I I think that that's happening a bit as well of the—which we predicted, right? Like the fact that she was American um, and quite successful in her own right and used to a level like a life of freedom and accomplishment and doing a lot of things um, and then being stuffed into this role where you're not really supposed to do anything except what you're told. That that right. would be some—there would be some friction there, and that—I I definitely think the report I read was leaked by Palace insiders who are like, please stop texting us. Um <laughs> Yeah, <you know. laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. So, yeah, I think that is, like, a continuing source of friction, I'd guess. A couple other details.
0: Megan's assistant quit, which was also information released at a time to, like, make her look bad, which I just thought was, oh, again, yeah. like, very obvious. And number two— apparently her mother is moving, like, at least part-time to England when they moved to Nottingham Cottage to, like, be close to the baby, which is, like, not really a story. But again, the timing of all this information is— just seems to me like it's released to, like, build a certain kind of narrative. I just was wondering, like, how, like, you know, we are talking about can Kit Harrington get a British visa, an American visa? Can Princess Harry just, like, call someone and be like, hey, I need a, a visa for my mother-in-law? Like, is
1: that how that works? Because that seemed a lot more believable. <laughs> I think that's absolutely possible. I'm sure that's what happened. Although, you know, how much is she working versus it, who knows what, like, what type of visa she needs. But yes, I'm sure that that's allowed under some sort of mother of the future something in line to the throne situation. <laughs> you can probably pull those strings. I was reading, I read an article about their taxes, which apparently have caused a, major headache that they don't know what to do because, yeah, because Meghan Markle is obviously quite independently, not independently wealthy, but she has a lot of her own wealth from being a very successful actress for a long time. But since she's still technically an American citizen, it's tricky. She might get double tax. I'm not a tax scholar, so I'm not going to pretend that I can explain the arrangements to you. But basically her residence versus citizenship and the extent of her wealth is proving very tricky and they don't really know how to resolve it. Oh,
0: interesting. This happens with NBA players who play in Canada. They get double taxed sometimes.
1: Yeah, and obviously I think they don't want to get double taxed, but I also think no. that she can't opt out of paying taxes in Britain now that she's part of the royal family. Oh, wow. Because that would be a really bad look. So yes, definitely. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Can we talk about, like, what do you think the actual reason for the
0: move is? Um... not wanting to be near their family.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And there was actually one article that was like... Can't blame them. Yeah, that was like, (laughs) they don't... it's, It's really, really close quarters in Kensington Palace, not because you're close to... Kate and Will necessarily, but because there are all these, like, aunts and uncles. And then also because it's a public palace and there are just people wandering around and there's not a lot of privacy and they're about to have a kid. And also, in the real world, it's not normal. Like, in the American real world, not all. But, like, in our our world, as Carrie Bradshaw would say, in the real world, it's not normal to live
0: with your extended family like that.
1: With an adjoining door. Yeah, Yeah. I would agree. No, so I think that's why. They'll have more privacy. It seems, like, pretty normal, especially with the level of— scrutiny that they've been under in the last year and she's about to have a kid. seems pretty straightforward. But it has been fascinating just to watch everyone like really spin out of control on the various reasons behind. Yeah. I just don't see Harry and Meghan lasting,
0: which is just upsetting based on all of this press. It's just, not because there's anything wrong with either of them, but like how does a relationship withstand all of this scrutiny for so many, forever, you know?
1: I don't know. I agree with you. I feel like it's so funny. We're recording this on the one-year anniversary of their engagement.
0: Yes. <laughs> and,
1: which I learned from Instagram. Thank you, Instagram. Uh, I didn't fact-check that. So it's just like some random royal Instagram account that shows up at my Explore tab. So you Love know. it. And I think we did a podcast shortly thereafter, and we're very excited, and then gave them about seven years.
0: Yes, and we did.
1: And my reasoning for that is not because it, I think that they love each other very much, or they currently do anyway, and... Meghan Markle makes a great duchess, but also, can you imagine putting up with all this shit after no. having lived your own life and make your own decisions and have made your own money that now you have to, like, pay double taxes on because people, you know, I, I can't imagine that. I, I think it must be so restricting after having had a life of uh freedom and accomplishment. I can't imagine wanting to do it forever. I completely
0: agree with you. It just seems so hard. And I just think that the stress on your relationship is like so so unfair. Like you're expected to be perfect as individuals and as a pair. That's completely unrealistic, but no one wants you to be normal people. They want you to be royal and like special.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think about this a lot. More than the average person. I don't know about a lot, but a lot more than the average person, which is that Eventually, this is so morbid, but the queen's not going to be queen forever. Sorry, she's like in her 90s. And then it's really hilarious that Charles is just going to become king. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, sure. It's 2020 and we'll just as- accept like a new king of the United Kingdom. It seems so antiquated. And yeah. then, but especially if it keeps going and then William is supposed to be the king and they're doing this whole royal charade basically <laughs> I I mean can you imagine just like it's one thing the queen has been queen since like the 50s I wasn't alive you know it's like yeah she's grandfathered in I but I can't imagine all of this and then like <laughs> all of the weird stuff that they're gonna have to do in order to pretend like oh it's normal and this is kind of like history passing along and and Meghan Markle is gonna have to take a really really Megan and Harry both will have to be on the sidelines for all of that and just like right. not get in the way. That doesn't seem like a way to live. No, it doesn't seem fun. Yeah. Anyway, it just doesn't. I wish them well. Me
0: too. I was just going to say the same thing. I wish them well. I wish Rose and Kit well. And uh, I wish Jamila Jamila and her good fight well as well. <laughs> yeah, don't buy Tommy <laughs> T. Totally agree. Okay. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks.